Welcome to the J&J Connection Podcast. I'm Jesse. And I'm Jordan. Today, we will be talking about a personality test we purchased on the webs and tell you a little bit about it. Fact of the day, if you die in space, your body would not decompose since there is no oxygen. You would simply be mummified. So what's in who's in space that would wrap you in cloth and take out your organs? So, yeah. Mhm. Yep. That's the fact. It's that dude with the dog head. Uh and the hieroglyphics. Yeah, he, Anubis. Yeah. And he, he'll, he'll he'll come down, he'll just appear, wrap you up, wrap you up, push you. And then that way you're just going On in a different way. direction as you go hurtling toward the sun. Buddy. Buddy. How was your day? Thanks for having me. Okay. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> glad you could be. <laughs> Buddy, how was your day so far? It's a, I know it's only noon, but how was your day? It is a strange time to be recording, everybody, because nothing in the day has happened. Um, <laughs> How'd you sleep? It, I took, unadvisedly, I took two melatonin. How many? Two fi- five milligrams. So 10 milligram total. Jeez. And I had some crazy dreams. Well, they, were, they weren't like at the same time. I like took one and it wasn't working. Then I took another one and then ooh, had some crazy dreams. Might want to take a week or so off of melatonin. <laughs> it's not like I can die from withdrawal of melatonin. No, I know that. But if you're taking so much of it, doesn't your body decide like, all right, I guess you don't need this. So your body I mean, decides to stop producing as much. I mean, maybe, but that's like after like long-term use. I mean, been using that stuff since high school. <laughs> to varying degrees. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. Yeah. I. Well, I. I think your. I think your feedback mechanism there is. It's not very responsive. I think it take. It would take you an extremely long time for the melatonin not to, to stop working. Right. So what did you dream about? Because I actually had an interesting dream that I would like to share. I wouldn't like to share mine. It's not like bad <laughs> or anything. It's just it's just boring. I had a really weird like two minutes that I remember. Mm-hmm. So oh, I just broke a a um freaking. Hey, no swears. Pa- I said freaking. Yeah. Paperclip. I heard you. I, I broke a paperclip. Anyway, my dream, it was weird because I was, like, looking at myself and I was a drawing. But I was, like, timed out. Like, there was a timeline timeline of me from, like, oh young young to old. And, there, uh-huh. and it, dude, this was weird. This was a weird dream. Take some apple cider vinegar before you go to bed. That'll give you some weird dreams, too. You're supposed to take it when you wake up. It helps your stuff. It also helps you sleep. But You're uh, going to build up an unhealthy tolerance of uh, apple cider vinegar. That's, <laughs> that's what I hear. That's fine. <laughs> but the the older me was telling the younger me to just slow down and be patient. And I woke up and I was like, that was like the deepest dream I've ever had. Is there any chance you got inceptioned? Maybe. Who knows? Someone stole your 
your mind while you were sleeping. Yeah, and they were just like, bro, you just got to chill out. I know you're all high strung right now, but just calm down. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> now to the topic at hand. We are now in the negative in this podcast. No. <laughs> we decided to spend money to create content for you guys. Just for you. Just for you, our one listener. Yep. So you can get to know us even better, and we can get to know ourselves even better. We decided to take a personality test. Woo! There's it's like the excitement high all over again. Yeah. But this personality test is not the Myers Briggs, because um, everyone's taken that. I know I, when I first took that test, I got like E. TPF or something like that. And it told me that I was part of 7% of the population. And I was like, that seems pretty out- outlandish. <laughs> but then we uh, took a real test done by some real doc or created by some real doctors that are good in their field. I'm sure the Myers Brig was made by somebody who knew what they were doing. Yeah, maybe. What? We can get into this later, but yeah, um, yeah. I, so we we can just reflect on personality tests generally, but yeah. we have this one. We have this That's one. That's important. Which and is the best one? It is the best one because it costs costs money. Um, no. So this test is um so you can know yourself better and also understand others' perceptions of you. It compares you to uh, ten thousand different or uh, 10,000 others of diverse age, race, and sex so that you know exactly where you stand in the relationship to others. So if like you're feeling self-conscious and you just kind of want to know what you seem like from the outside in, this is kind of a good way to know that. Do you want to tell us who... Uh... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write that. Sorry. What? Go for it. Sorry. You want me to I go? Okay, was, I'll, I, I'll do it. Well, I mean, I just, yeah, just introduce the topics, I guess. Well, no, I was going to say, just give a background of the three professors that made it. Oh, okay. So we have Dr. Jordan B. Peterson, who he wrote uh, a book called The 12 Rules, 12 Rules of Life, An Antidote to Chaos. Um, he's a clinical psychologist and professor of psychology at the university of toronto toronto he's been there since 1998 and he previously served at harvard university there's also dr daniel m higgins and he has a dual background in psychology and software development and his focus his focus has been on the role of cognition and personality traits in the workplace and academic performance then you have dr robert o pill i phil it's not it's P-I-H-L. I don't know how to say that, spell that. Peel? I don't know. But he's a professor of psychology and psychiatry at McGill University, and he's been there since 1979. So these guys are pretty accredited to what they've been studying. And this test is based on the Big Five Aspect Scale, which is enthusiasm and assertiveness. Withdrawal and volatility, compassion and politeness, industriousness and orderliness, 
and then openness and intellect. And it was 100 questions, and we took it. Not to split hairs, but isn't that 10? <laughs> it is, but they're measured in, like, the, the twos are kind of measured against each other to get a okay. bigger, better accuracy. So, buddy. Buddy. Are you ready? Oh, I think think so. All right. Um, bear with us on this one because we're learning just just with you guys. We don't know each other's results, so this is going to be kind of interesting. All right. So the first one. Are you ready, buddy? Well, I think it'll be nice because this will be apparently this is a scale by which other people or this is a perspective outside of your own of how you act. And we all have weird perceptions of how we do things in life. So it'll be nice to have you for reference, like, if this if this makes sense from an outside perspective, because there's but, no way for me to know. But at the same time, I feel like we also know each other extremely well. Mm-hmm. So we still wouldn't quite understand a broad audience view. But we'll get close to it. Audience view. Sorry. What? <laughs> audience view I don't, uh, I don't know yeah we're, we're winging it here <laughs> yeah we're making it all right so we the first one is we have agreeableness and agreeableness has two aspects of compassion and politeness um let me look for the okay so um so for me... compassion uh, it says people what? who are typically compassionate people are reasonably interested. No, not compassion. You, uh, the first one's agreeableness. Compassion's the second one. Okay, so the way I here here's so there's big five topics right, and there's two components to each one. Yeah. So agree agreeableness is an aggregate total of the or it's an it's an average of compassion and politeness. So now that's the aspect through which. To look at this i guess okay so what'd you just get for agreeableness then i came in at the 61st percentile wow guess ah. what guess what i came in 80 the 77th that was close 77th, yeah <laughs> um so the average for that or for um men and women mm-hmm. which i think is interesting the average agreeableness for men is 38.5, and women, it's 61.5. So, we're very ag- agreeable. I mean, it's kind of in... It's basically telling you... Not that assertiveness is a part of this, I know that's a different part. but um, So, the aspects that describe agreeableness is being compliant, nurturing, kind naively trusting and conciliatory uh tend to avoid conflict conflict that kind of thing yeah um i, I tend to agree. I, can, I, I can understand why men are less so yeah. just on average yeah do you agree with what you got on that one mm, i'm <clears throat> i'm that this doesn't immediately make sense to me i tend to think of myself as less agreeable than the average person but based on what goes into this 
being compassion and uh, um, politeness, I can understand why I might have scored high based on those two things. Yeah. But I don't know if that's, like, that's covered well in agreeableness, but... Yeah. Yeah, I, I, um... I also, I kind of agree with mine. It kind of, that made sense to me. Mm-hmm. It being that high, I was kind of like, okay, that's interesting. But the more I mean, we, the more we get into... You're extremely passive. Sorry. I'm, what? Passive? You're, extre- you're like passive. Like, you're, you're very non-confrontational, so I can understand why you might have scored high on that. Where I, especially nowadays, I understand why, why it might be less so. Yeah. I actually, I expected you to get a lower score on that one, actually. Right. That's why I'm confused. Yeah. Um, but compassion, I was in the 81st percentile. I was in the 42nd. Dang. So th- I, that might, maybe compassion is what I'm thinking of whenever I think agreeableness, mostly. Yeah. Um, the average for men um, is 39 on that one. I just, I don't know if I buy that either. Like, well, buy that. Obviously, it's whatever whatever method they're using is correct. Mm. But I don't know if that's... I just don't see, again, I don't see myself as more compassionate. Maybe maybe more than the average man, I guess. More compassionate than the average man. I, I guess I can agree with that yeah. from that angle. Polite. So what did, you, what did you get again? Sorry. I was in the 81st percentile. Oh. Pretty much, I care a lot about what other, like, other people's problems and their needs and interests and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which, I guess is right. Um, they are highly empathetic and caring. That's, that's actually very true. But, be that true? Who knows? But th- then again, this is what other people kind of view. I feel like I have to take... Uh, like conscious effort to be empathetic because generally I'm pretty, I'm pretty emotionally unaware. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe that's maybe that's where the what this is. Oh, here here it says um, uh, they people that are high in this um, they're so other oriented that it can become difficult to negotiate on their own behalf and may not get what they deserve, and it can lead to resentment. Which, that that struck a chord with me because that's kind of true. It's yeah. like I don't, like I I am a tryhard. I'm definitely a tryhard, and some mm-hmm. sometimes I do definitely feel I don't get what I deserve, but I don't really do anything about it. I just keep my 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 thought is, keep going. Eventually, it's gonna get seen. Just like this podcast. Just like this podcast. <laughs> Politeness. So this is where I made up my score. I got six, 76th percentile. Damn, I got 65th. <laughs> I oh, definitely... I said may, Maybe this is the conscious effort portion of... Like, I am not naturally empathetic, mm-hmm. but I make an effort to be, and I try to look at th- things through all angles, which makes my... My just... <laughs> makes listening to me very confusing, but... Uh, I, I could I could buy this. I feel I I take conscious effort to be polite in things, and you know I think it's a it, for me politeness is an act of like being 
um, being kind to other people that you have complete control over. So I try to do it often. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised I didn't get higher on this one, but I'll take it. 65th percentile. Not bad. There's not a whole lot in, in this that section. Moving on. Conscientious. Oh, jeez. Big word here. Consci- conscientiousness. <laughs> conscientiousness, yes. Um, I was in the 72nd this percentile. Is, this is definitely going to need some explanation. <laughs> yeah. I was in the 72nd percentile of this. What were you? Oh, I was 75th. I was hoping the explanation could precede that. But. Um, conscious, it's a it's a measure of obligation, attention to detail, hard work, persistence, cleanliness, efficiency, and adherence to the rules and standards and processes. Which, yeah, I can get behind that. I, I don't immediately just want to say, I got a good score for this good thing. So that... Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll accept it, but um, yeah, I'm trying to look at the, you know, what this may manifest itself as, and I've listened to Jordan Peterson, uh, before this, and conscientiousness is sort of like a stand-in word for hardworking, even at the expense of, um, I kind of want to say mental health, but the just other aspects of you know if if there's work and then there's everything else you put you put your all into work even at the expense of other things say family or off time or something like that so it's not mental health per se right yeah and if that is the description i'm a little i'm sort of on board because again i have trouble being empathetic and so i just don't emphasize interpersonal relationships but 75th seems a little high as far as my work to everything else ratio. Well, I guess that's not the ratio, but I'm more work oriented than 75% of the people. See, the the way I, and I I I still have trouble with that because I like again, I well, don't I don't want to say I'm I'm more hard working than 75% of the people because I just think that's incorrect. Well, I see it as not like as what it's like what you are doing. So, like, me at my job, th- like, mm-hmm. surrounded by the people that I'm surrounded by, I uh, this makes 100% sense to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I know that I'm I'm the one who, d- like, I try not to stop. I try to just get the job done. That way I can just go home. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's like, when I'm not working, I'm not working. That's how I'm, I see it. So, it's like, whatever you're doing in that moment, like, say... Uh, this podcast like this is kind of work we're pretty focused on what we're doing mm-hmm. and we're pretty close to the same like the same level on this too i guess i can take it from that that's a that's a good description i think yeah. i think the prime the, the prime word in here is dutiful mm-hmm. not not in like i'm trying i i really want to be careful not to use words that already that give you positive reactions like dutiful it's not if you call somebody dutiful automatically you think they're good right but dutiful like stripped to its bare uh uh description like doing a job until it's finished sort of thing i think that's inaccurate oh here i I underlined something here and because i i try to go through and underline things that kind of struck a chord with me that i could identify with 
Mm-hmm. Um, people who are moderately high and conscien- conscientious. Jeez, oh man. Conscientiousness. Conscientiousness. <laughs> um, <laughs> suffer higher than normal levels of shame and guilt when unemployed or otherwise unoccupied, even when that occurs through no fault of their own. Oh. So. I do get anxiety about not doing things. I or do not too. Doing, not doing things that I'm supposed to be doing, I guess. Yeah. So, like, whenever, whenever I was unemployed, like, a couple weeks ago, I, mm-hmm. like, I... Honestly, I felt I felt a little bit shameful. I was like, mm-hmm. man, why can't I, d- I get a job? Especially because I just came out of college, mm-hmm. and then th- that whole the whole pandemic hit. So it, it's not really my fault per se. Mm-hmm. Like some of it is my fault. I, I'll accept that, but you know, it just makes it even harder. And yeah. there's nothing I can do <laughs> with that guilt that I feel for that. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, this might be branching off, but now now I'm starting I'm starting to build a nice full picture of what this encompasses. Yeah, and a lot of my work as far as doing just whether it was applying to schools or doing work uh, before uh, I had gone to graduate school was a lot of like, oh, I should be doing more, and then managing that feeling to a like to to make it as minimal as possible because I knew I was all right. I knew I was doing good things and i couldn't get upset about not being better right than what i already was so right fair enough next one there's so, in- many, there's so many flies in my house <laughs> <laughs> next one industriousness so hold on is in okay conscientiousness is composed of two things industriousness and orderliness i just want to make that clear yeah yeah so what'd you get for this Industriousness, I got a 62nd percentile, moderately high. Buddy, guess what? No. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> we well, got we got the same exact thing. Oh, so we're going to have the same next score too. No, you'll have a little bit higher because you, you were in the 75th and I was in the 72nd. Oh. Okay, you're paying more attention than I am. <laughs> Maybe you should be more <laughs> industrious. <laughs> I already have disagreements. But, uh... uh Anyway, industriousness, I just underlined this one thing. The, they tend to finish what they start, and they're pretty much on schedule. Um, so how's, how's this different from conscientiousness? Um, uh, I underlined this part. They tend to believe that people fail because they don't apply themselves. Oh or that's, so I feel like that's kind of ha- how. Which, yeah, I can see wasted talent, and it bugs me. <laughs> When, whenever I see it, I don't think it all the time. It's only whenever. It's only when I. It's like I either have an opinion like, yeah, that person's wasting their life away, or, that or the opposite. You know, like they're just having bad luck. Mm-hmm. So it's I either feel one way or I feel or, or the other way. Uh based on that description, I'm a little less. Uh, convinced on my score so it says the mean percentile for men is 51.5 women is 49.5 so pretty much an even split mm-hmm. um but i i don't tend to, i like to think that i don't tend to think oh. that way it also says this they are uh, definitely capable of feeling a sense of personal failure and guilt if they do not live up to their duties 
So maybe that's where that comes in, mostly. Yeah, maybe. Because I, I hate it whenever I feel like I don't live up to ex- expectations. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I tend not... I, I try not to think about other people in these terms. Maybe maybe focused on myself, I could think more in those terms. Yeah. I'm still I'm still having trouble figuring out what is exactly different between this and conscientiousness but maybe the next description will help yeah um so good this is orderliness orderly people tend to uh be disturbed and disgusted by mess and chaos buddy what did you get i got the 76th 76th percentile all right i got the 80th nice this this one sort of Whenever I thought, whenever I saw this first, the first description that came, or the first thing that came to my mind, mm-hmm. oh boy, um, was being in grad school. Like, cause, yeah, I, I don't know if it's just me that I can't put myself out of, like, can't think of myself to the average person. I don't know if I have a skewed um, idea of what that looks like, but as someone in grad school, like as a as a um easily identifiable way that i my life is different than other people's i think orderliness may be a big aspect of that because i just it, i think in order to be in, t- in order to manage yourself especially in an academic setting mm-hmm. um such as this you have to be orderliness even if you don't think you are like i'm i don't think i'm like I don't I don't keep immaculate notes or anything but I generally know where all my information is and I rarely lose it. Mm-hmm. So um in that way I can and definitely around the house I I sort I sort of try to keep things to a minimal mess. Yeah. So I can I can understand this a little bit. Yeah, like if there's stuff on my desk even when I'm just going to go play a video game, it's like if there's not room on my desk like I'll just push stuff to the side like or try mm-hmm. to try to clean it up real quick mm-hmm. but um there was a part of this that i put brackets around it's a whole paragraph because i i didn't part of it i didn't agree with um so it said order orderliness can constrain constrain creativity however as creative excessive, sorry excessive excessive orderliness i think that's important where at the beginning, at the very beginning of that paragraph, it and doesn't. Const- it doesn't say that for me. <laughs> That's kind of interesting. <laughs> anyway. Oh boy. Mine said orderliness can constrain creativity. However, as creative endeavors often require mess, disruption, and intervening periods of chaos, so moderately, or- moderately orderly people who are high in openness. I guess I shouldn't get into that. Because it also talks about openness. They may have some trouble letting go enough to indulge in their creativity. Oh. Which I think I'm a very creative person. Mm-hmm. And so that... And I I work better in a clean space, I think. Because if there was crap all over like my bedroom or the house... And things weren't already like if my if your house isn't in order, I feel like your thoughts aren't going to be in order. And but then again, at the same time, 
my art is more ge geometric. Oh boy, <laughs> we're getting lost in the sauce here. Get, getting lost in the sauce. I think we've got some time to make up. So <laughs> that's that's interesting. Now that I think about it, that maybe I maybe I should experiment and um. You should put your art on the actually, Insta. Maybe I should. And then your desk. Wow. What about those pictures? What about those pictures of Albert Einstein's desk and there's just crap everywhere? He's a he was a creative person. But I don't know. I, oh, I have a lot. I have a lot of thoughts on that. I think we should move on. Yeah, we should, because I'm I'm looking around at my art hanging up in my room. <laughs> getting, getting lost in the sauce. All right. Oh, okay. We're on a good one now. Right. Yeah. Extraversion. Extraversion. I'm really curious to hear what you got. <clears throat> um, shall we peep? Or what's Why not give a description first? Yeah. Where is it at? Where is it? Do you have it in front of you? People with moderately low level. Oh, sorry. Moderate um, low. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, oops. Okay, so the descriptions do change based on what you're. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Uh, where's the. Okay, so uh, let's just say what you got. What'd you get? Uh, okay, everyone knows what extroversion means. It means you go out and party, and that's your that's your thing. Um, I got a thirty-first percentile. Interesting. You want to know what I got? I do want to know what you got, buddy. Ninety-fourth percentile. Oh boy. So, in a way, I can understand it, and in another way, it doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> yeah. So this um. I underline this. People with, with very high levels of extroversion are very enthusiastic, talkative, assertive in social situations, and gregarious. Uh, they are highly energized by social contact, contact and crave it. They find great pleasure in planning parties, telling jokes, and making people laugh. So, I do agree with most of that. Hmm. And I get, I guess from the outside looking in, if I'm out in an area like that, like in a, out of get together, mm -hmm. I can, and if we're, if I'm surrounded by friends and people I know, I can get that. I can get behind that. Mm -hmm. Like I'm pro I'm probably the most enthusiastic and like joke, joke telling person mm -hmm. out, out of the group. That makes sense to me. But do I go out often? Absolutely not. <laughs> mm -hmm. But at the same time, I have a very close-knit group of friends. And I don't care to be around other people I don't know. But if I'm put in a social situation like that, I can let loose. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I think I got you. So I, I feel like... In those very small instances, which is how, what I was thinking while I was taking the test, mm -hmm. I can agree with this. But if I was in a room full of a hundred people, and and I thought I was more extroverted than ninety-four of them, mm -hmm. I, I'd probably be like, I'm not the no, talking to any of these people because I don't know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> right. But if I know right. who if I know who you are, then. I'll, I'll talk to you. I'll talk your ear off. Yeah. But uh, I mean, sorry, go for it. Sorry. And then there was one, one more part. Cause these are so different. Um, 
underline this part, it's hard for them to be alone and to study and work. Uh, I really enjoy my alone time. <laughs> mm-hmm. But at the same time, I do, I do want to be like out more. But like I said, I'm only really comfortable around a close knit group of friends. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, what'd you I, get? I got a thirty-first. Uh, so, being yeah, being less extroverted than sixty-eight out of a hundred people. So, mm-hmm. um, get a call. Um, I kind of, I, I. I for for a very long time, I did not in, like. I don't think I'm very extroverted. Mm. Like that's obviously clear to me. Um. As far as, I feel like I'm less. Maybe thirty first is a good place because I. Well, at the same I time, I feel I feel like when I'm urged to be social, like whether it be at events and things, I can make it through. And I'm general, like I'm generally pretty funny and things like that. And you know, just pushed like maybe it's like team building exercises or something because those are big at conferences or whatever. I feel like I can sort of take charge in a situation like that. Yeah. But right, if I'm standing in a room and a hundred people, like, and it's a hundred people in the like a hundred um, strangers. Right, and it's like the first ones to talk are the higher ones and the last ones to talk. 31st makes sense to me. Right. Well, um, we should clarify that extroversion is a grouping of enthusiasm and assertiveness. Yep. Too. Yeah, let's, I guess let's just dive right into that then. Um, so, enthusiasm, what'd you get, buddy? Enthusiasm, eight, I feel like, stands for itself, so go for it. 86th percentile. Oh, boy. I, um, I agree with this. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you think. I'm glad you think it's so accurate. Amy's making fun of me because she sees my score. <laughs> well, I feel like I am easy. If I make an this is if I make an effort. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I make an effort, it's easy to get to know me. I am excitable, and I'm am mostly happy. Mm-hmm. And I I am quick to warm up with other people. I mean, I don't know. It, it makes sense because I like to. I really like to entertain people, and it's what I want my like my future job to be somehow. Mm-hmm. So I can I can I can understand it, but I can only make sense of it if it's around people I am willing to get to know. Mm-hmm. And you know, and if it's like a good, if I'm having a good day. Mm-hmm. So what'd you get? Do you want to take a guess first? Low. <laughs> let's Thanks. let's go. Uh, you got. Let me think. You got. What'd you say? You got. Thirty. Uh, Thirty-one. Thirty-one. All right. Mm-hmm. So, my guess. Twenty-six. Seventeenth. Seventeenth. Okay. A little low. Um. I think it mostly comes across in the way both of us talk to our microphones in these podcasts. But, so I don't, I guess I can agree, I don't know, 17 so low, like that's such an outlier type number that 
again, I have trouble envisioning the situation in which that's true. But I guess my only um, response to this is in very particular situations, I can get very enthusiastic. Mm-hmm. But for most everything else, I am very... I'm very private and uh, don't, it's not that I don't care, it's just like I don't, I don't put it, I, I don't put my opinions or other things as being the most important thing uh, in talking about, well, anything. So I just, I, I have a rough time putting myself more forward than I think I have to be and situations where i would put myself forward a few and far between i guess yeah that number is really low <laughs> it is really not well yeah um i mean i kind of predicted out of the two enthusiasm and assertiveness i expected assertiveness to be higher which i'm assuming mm-hmm. it, it definitely is now <laughs> yeah well yeah but i but yeah your explanation makes sense not chatty or bubbly. I, I guess when pressed, I can be chatty, sort of. But you do kind of stick to yourself. Yeah. But unless you're in, unless you're in a social situation where you know the people, like it's different. Yeah. But again, this is from the outside looking in. So that's that's what people think of you, buddy. <laughs> oh, not excitable. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, I picked out the key phrase, not excitable. Actually, Amy picked out the key phrase, not excitable. Uh, I guess that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can I say something? Amy? Go for it. <laughs> uh, featuring. Yes. I just wanted to say that it's really rough having someone who's not enthusiastic at all because I'm incredibly enthusiastic. And I'll be like, isn't this great? And he's like, it's okay. <laughs> it's, it's all right. And I'm like, are you... <laughs> but, it's the worst. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Also, I love you. Thank you. That I, I can feel Amy's pain there. <laughs> he he says he can feel your pain. <laughs> all right. Uh, assertiveness. Fair enough. Uh, assertiveness. I guess everyone kind of knows what this is about too. I got fifty second. Wow, you got the average. That's exactly what the average is. Average for men. Um, I got 94th. So, the way... Let me... I underline this. Very assertive people are take-charge types. They put their own opinions forward uncommonly strongly and tend to dominate and control social situations. Very assertive people can be strikingly influential and captivating. So, that being said... (laughs) Do I think I am that much ahead of a hundred other people? No, I do not. Um, yeah, I'm I th- trying to think so, of like group settings we've been in. I do think I, I don't want to call myself the life of a party, mm-hmm. but do I try to be the most entertaining person at a party? Yes, I do. <laughs> a mm-hmm. lot, especially if it, I'm comfortable around everyone. But as far as putting my opinions forward, I don't really do that. I kind of sit back unless I'm asked. If I'm asked about something, I'll give you my opinion on it. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I kind of keep it to myself. But it's also like, I guess, with leadership, too. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, any any job I've had, I've been in a leadership role or I've gotten gone up to a leadership role. So I can see it that way as well. Like if a job needs done. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to... Yeah. Go Sorry. ahead. I'm thinking that it's more in like group project type situations. At yeah. least that's sort of what the verbiage they use makes me think. And yeah, I I mean for you, as far as I don't think, I feel like you're a lot more permissive than that number would make it seem. I feel like you, you aren't the one to like put your opinion forth and then like that that's it. But so, well, if maybe you, that's if you do do the group project idea, <laughs> do do. <laughs> if you if you do go like in that group in a group project setting, yep. I know I said it again. That's hard. I can. I mean, I can see that. My past few years at Penn State Beaver have those that that sticks with it. You know that that's mm-hmm. not far from wrong. I do end up being the the head per the head leader on what we're doing, or the idea guy. Mm-hmm. But still, yet yeah, it's not like mine. It's my way or the highway. Yeah, I guess down the middle for me is like I'm okay with that. It's not that I do feel like I try to be in leadership roles as much as possible. And try to at least have my opinion be respected. But I'm also an enthusiastic follower and a believer that followers are just as important as leaders. And so at, at some point I'd like sort of subdue the urge to ma- try to um, advocate for my opinion if it means getting a project done with somebody else's plan. So I guess I guess I can sort of understand, right. the sort of, like the fifty-two number. So last, not last one. Is it the last one? No, this no, isn't not, not even close. <laughs> Good lord, we need to we need to get going. Um, yeah, we're at four. Neuroticism, which is comprised of withdrawal and volatility, buddy. What's your neuroticism score? My neuroticism score. Oh well, this one might not be. Um, What's the description of this? Yeah. Neuroticism is a general sensitivity to negative emotions such as pain, sadness, irritable, defensive, anger, fear, and anxiety. So I guess it's like mood control, I I guess is an okay description of it. I thought it was like... The ability to be unflappable. I don't know. I feel like... I thought it was the way you like handle it. Or no, like... Oh, yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a it's effect on you right it's a response right it's, it's 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 not it's not it's not um like how easy it can happen to you it's so when this this does happen to you how does it hurt you right that's I how it, that's, yeah that's fair so buddy, what's your score i was in the 34th percentile buddy wow buddy i was in the seventh holy crap <laughs> um this things do not bother you at all this this is i chalk this up to my robot-like inability to process emotion well 
I don't know. Like I, I don't. It again. It has been an effort on my part to, like, reflect on experience and try to process emotion. Mm-hmm. But it's by no means a thing that happens to me naturally. So I guess I can understand. Again, outliers. I you know. Once you start getting to the edges, I, I those numbers get harder and harder to believe. But I guess I could buy it, especially... I mean, the, the questions are like a one to five scale. Do you agree with this? Do you not? And yeah, and they're very some, short sentence. There's sentences. some redundancy to it. Some of them are a little vague. But I I, I don't disagree with this. Mm-hmm. I, I, yep, I just don't do... I don't put a lot of emphasis on emotion in the moment, so I don't know. Um. Yeah, I kind of. I guess I guess it makes sense to me. I wish I knew how the other people actually felt about this. Mm-hmm. I did. I put brackets around this because, and I also put a question mark. So I guess I don't agree with this. Um. It said. People who are what moderately low tend to have higher than average levels of self-esteem, particularly when they are also average or above average in extroversion. Mm-hmm. So I, I was extremely high in extroversion, and I my self-esteem. That's where I kind of was like, do I have the? I I definitely don't have the greatest self-esteem. That's n- definitely not true at all. I think you emphasize the whenever you think of, you specifically think about self-esteem. I think you emphasize it in a in a uh, in a one-dimensional way, because a lot of it has for you at least has to do with your looks. Yeah. And I feel I also like under, I underlined this too because it says moderately low levels of uh, neuroticism are associated with less concern about mental and physical health, which mine's extremely high <laughs> on that. Wait, where's that? What paragraph was that? That's the the next one down. It's like it was like in the middle of it for me. Um, fewer physician okay. and emergency room visits and lower than average degree of absenteeism at work. Oh, absenteeism, absenteeism. at work, which that um yeah I don't really miss a lot of work. And at school. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so, I, I, I see that here now. So it's like that. But then again, I guess it's from the outside looking in. And if that's the case, I must put on a great act. <laughs> I mean, again, I think I think your vision of self-esteem is a little base level. It is. It is. Not, yeah, that's it's, it's one. Yeah, because for me, self-esteem, you know, it starts out as as basic as like how do I look how do how do I think other people perceive me, but I feel like as as I grow up, self esteem is sort of like having confidence in the thoughts you in the thoughts and uh, principles you have. I guess is my my understanding of what that word means, and it's like I'm. I am pretty unpersuadable. It's not that I can't be persuaded, but I'm like, I have thought about the things that I, I think about and things I hold as my principles, and I'm extremely comfortable arguing from that aspect. 
and and the the thought of being challenged on something like that doesn't make me anxious or anything because it's just what I believe and I have confidence in it. And I think that's a I think that might be a more um, relevant yeah. uh, self-esteem description given what this is trying to say. That makes more sense than me thinking of it just as the one way, like, the physical. Mm-hmm. All right, very low levels of neuroticism, again, are associated with markedly disc- decreased concerns about mental and physical health. Like, your mental and physical health have nothing to do with how you look. Well, they can have something to do with how you look, but yeah. um, I... I think it's just like again being unflappable is sort of right a, a okay description of that right gotta move on Mo- yeah moving on um withdrawal um withdrawal. what's uh is there a it. definition i'm looking for a definition of it i can't find individuals it. W- go ahead uh rare um oh. Is that, this just puts it for my for what I got. So I was in the 57th percentile. Okay. So that's typical or average. Uh, individuals average in withdrawal may associate, uh, occasionally suffer from anti... Anticipo- anticipatory. Yeah, anticipatory anxiety, but are generally not impeded by it. Which, that, yeah. Yeah, I got 12. Uh, so... I, I do feel anxiety often, but... Mm. Doesn't um, bo- bother you that much? It's not like... It's... I, I think the anxiety I feel is more to do, again, with the industriousness things, like things I need to do. Yeah. But, like, as far as events, especially as far as public speaking goes, ever after I tried public speaking, or after I have to do public speaking a lot more often now, I just don't get too, too worried about it. Like, maybe a little bit of anxiety, but I... Mostly for now, I'm just, um, I'm a lot more comfortable in that way. Um, I don't know if I said if I got 12th percentile. Yeah. Um, see, I'm, and they can handle new uncertain expectations, threatening or com- handle new uncertain, unexpected, threatening or complex situations. Well, I, I guess, I mean, I don't, I don't hand them, handle them particularly poorly. So, right. Um, I'd say as far as the public speaking goes, because I've definitely done it. Have I done it more than you? I've done it. I've done it on a bigger scale than you have with like musicals and stuff. And while I do it because I love it, it, I still think about it, I guess, on as much as the average person would. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Anyway, that one's not that interesting because I'm just average at it. (laughs) Yeah, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Volatility. Uh, volatility, I think, is more what we were talking about with neuroticism is being flappable. Okay. Volati- like, just how, how how you react to outside stimulus. What What is your reaction? Is it good or bad? Or is it is it is your reaction large or small, I guess, is a better better description. Right. I got 7th. I got 17th. Um, So we both got low, or you got extremely low? I got very low. Yeah, I think this, again, robot-like demeanor. Right. 
that's an easy that's an easy one for me. Again, seventh seventh. I I don't know more less volatile than ninety two people. I don't know. That sounds unlikely, but yeah. whatever. It says individuals low in volatility are stable and predictable in their moods. Uh, even on rare occasions, they become stirred up, upset, angry, or irritated. They calm down quickly. They are much less argumentative than average and rarely lose their composure. Which, I guess. Yeah. I guess. Compare. Outside looking in, I guess that's true because I, I have almost never irritable. And then I think about going to work, and I'm like, no, I'm pretty irritable. <laughs> but I guess I, I don't I don't display that openly. Right. I sort of. I remember one situation. Someone said something to me that like was de- definitely uh, a little little um, blunt, and I was just I sort of like saw it and was like, okay. Like moving on, it definitely bugged me. I still talk about it to this day. Right. I'm like okay, but you're not hung up on it, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Right. It just, it sort of goes in the catalog of things I know about people, and I'm not bugged by it. I'm just like okay, that person does these things, and that's that's how that is. Yeah. Moving on. We have our, Ooh, okay. We, last we have five. our final final big five. Openness to experience, which is a culmination of openness and intellect. I was—I thought you were going to say experience, so I was like, "Thanks." What? I thought you were going to say it's composed of openness and experience. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, okay. openness and intellect. All okay. right, what'd you get, buddy? I was in the seventy-fifth percentile. Openness to experience. Okay. What'd you get? Forty-ninth. Which? Forty-ninth. It says average. I I can I can get that. Be, for me. With with the comparison of both? Yes. Like as uh, as the average average uh should we just go on into openness? Because yes. because it, if yeah. if my prediction is wrong here, then it's throw throw it out the window. Throw my original uh statement out the window. <laughs> okay, fair enough. You have a hypothesis. Let's go. Where'd it go? What does it go to? It goes to intellect first? It goes to intellect. We're going to skip to openness. Okay, skip to openness. Uh, Alright, so I got the 80th percentile in openness. Okay. What'd you get? I got 17th. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Alright. So what's, what's openness mean? I, I can't read it that fast. Uh, Okay, closest synonym for openness, rather than openness to experience, which encompasses openness and intellect, is creativity. The closest synonym for openness is creativity. People low in openness or creativity do not find beauty important and may not even notice it. Oh, now I know what questions this was based off of. The questions were like, do you think art is important? And like... What did did you say no? I didn't say no, I just... Again, it was agree to strong... It was strongly disagree to strongly agree. And I think right. I put, like, disagree for some of them. I, I, I felt like I was far more middling on those questions. But I, but then again, they were kind of pointed. It was like, is art the most important? And I'm like, no. By far, no. You're wrong. Okay. <laughs> um, I get I get its use, and I, appre- yeah. I can't appreciate art. But the way the questions were framed, it was like, is art more important than this? And I was like, no. 
I don't remember that question. I wish I knew. Well, I, we, the it was those is, types of questions. Yeah, problem is we can't go back and retake the test to get a different result. You can only take this test once. Yeah, so um, get it right. Yeah, so get it right the first time. <laughs> this may, For mine, it definitely makes sense to me. Uh, I'm a very, I think I view myself as a very creative person. It's nice to see other people also apparently think I'm a creative person according to this test. You know it would be, this is this is sort of meta, but you know it would be great as a follow-up to this? What? Is if we, we put on the Instagram what our, uh, our respective uh, Animal Crossing's houses would look like. Because right now I'm thinking about right now, and like there's nothing... There's nothing interesting about my house as far as arts and stuff. <laughs> or mine would the, just be off but, the wall. Yeah, crazy. but there's a whole bunch of like there's a whole bunch of animals displayed well and just organized and things like that, and they're all on the walls. There's nothing in the middle of the room, and so I think that would be a funny that would be a funny thing. I not that you not that you have Animal Crossings, but I don't. But I need to get it. That'd be great. Oh, I just had weird deja vu. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like that. Oh, I've done this before. <laughs> no. Okay. Um. But, I mean, and some of the, they were talking about architecture, too. Like, I'm pretty I'm pretty passionate about architecture, I feel like. Well, as passionate as anyone can be about architecture. But, um, but it was like, there were questions about nature and music. Yeah. I, yeah, I like, don't know. Uh, for me, it said people behind this are imaginative and... Oh, there was also daydreaming to reflect on things. I day I do daydream a good bit. I guess I don't. That's fair. Um, I try me, to listen to things, but that we're gonna get into that. Yeah, music and stuff. I play instruments. I make art. You know, that's that's par for the course. Last oh, one. Start going. <laughs> Last one. Intellect. Intellect, buddy. What'd you get? I got sixtieth percentile. 60th, that's actually a little higher than I thought. Well, I guess what? that makes Think sense. I'm dumb? <laughs> Think I'm dumb or something? Okay, oh, that's right. So we should intellect... But, yeah, it's should, not... Okay, here go we go. Ahead. Go ahead. Uh, do not confuse personality aspect of intellect with IQ. Intellect is a measure of interest in abstract ideas, essentially while IQ is a measure of processing speed, verbal ability, working memory, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's perfectly possible to have a high IQ and a low score in personality of trait of intellect so intellect is interest in ideas i guess yeah um but what so you got 64th 60th 60th yeah okay moderately high i got 82nd which i i i 100 percent buy um i have a i yeah just just from having this podcast i have i'm very into how people like how people think about ideas and that's one of my big i love that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and but i i do think i think it think of it in a very uh non-practical and for lack of any better description non-interesting way like i have a fixation on the the very particulars of sort of ideas even if none of it makes any difference to the way I live my life or anything like that. Whereas I feel like a much more productive angle of intellect would be knowing something about a field. Like, you know a lot about art and a lot about uh, graphic design Mm -hmm. or something like that. I think that's a far more practical 
um, um, application of it, but it, I don't know. If, for the purpose of this podcast, it takes up, you know, maybe 55% of the time me just explaining really dumb things, but <laughs> I guess that's how I justify it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I underlined this one thing. Uh, tend to read idea-centered books, most frequent, hmm. frequently nonfiction. Yeah. So that makes sense, because you, you read some some really weird books buddy suicide of the west yeah Look it up, buy which it. the books you read are very idea oriented like different mm-hmm. ways of thinking um i mean yeah i don't really read non-fiction books or fiction books because i just I, I like to watch fiction not read it mm-hmm. but yeah i can get behind this makes sense to me and mm-hmm. yeah Oh, it's just going to take a lot more time than I wanted it to because we, I know we have space about this, but I sort of wanted to reflect on personality tests generally. Let's let's not let's not we're not going to do space. Okay. Well, okay. Per- go ahead and reflect. Oh boy, let, let me, me organize wax. my papers as uh, make some producer noises. Let me wax wax uh, uh, well, reflective. First, I want to before you talk about other personality tests. How do you think this one was? Do you, did you get what you expected? How accurate do you think it was? Here's my problem, and we're going <laughs> to get into intellect here real fast. Here's my problem with personality tests. They are almost they are designed to be vague enough that you can see yourself in any situation. Like they're a sort horoscope. of, there's yeah, they're 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 I, I they aren't horoscopes, and obviously people have tried to design this. And for what it's worth, I think this one is actually pretty, for how simple it is and how much, how little time it took. Yeah, it is surprising accurate. It, uh, I, Close I to stop, accurate. I I stop myself. It makes sense on its face, and mm-hmm. so. Um, I mean, I as far as all the ones I've have i think this is an interesting one these jordan peterson is a very high intellect guy i think as well so a lot of his stuff is sort of it's dense whenever you read it or watch his talks or anything like that yeah but um and he he has he has this weird disconnect from reality in which like he says things as if people don't emotionally process them don't (laughs) emotionally process them in like normal human ways Uh. so while it might be true the way he says it is like offensive sometimes and a lot of people really don't like him but um right uh, that's neither here nor there um i think it's it's very nuanced and has a lot of detail and i think it's worth i think it's worth what i paid for it i guess but um yeah i mean it's it's it was it's used to for you to better understand yourself in a public setting kind of mm-hmm. and i mean it, you can also use it to compare you and, and your romantic partner there's an option where it'll uh, look at both of your scores and compare them and pretty much give you an idea of how your relationship's gonna go <laughs> i can just imagine amy taking this now <laughs> maybe she should <laughs> that'd be funny and it'll just give it give you an idea of like what to expect in your relationship kind of th- kind of deal Mm-hmm. But um, I thought it was interesting. Some of it, I was surprised by, especially especially with the 
extroversion. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the real, the only big outlier for me where I was like, I don't know if I fully un- agree with it. Part of me is like, I can kind of get it, like I said earlier, but yeah, I'm I'm not mad at the uh, what was it, ten dollars I spent to take this test. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it, it, also I want to. <laughs> Tell our listeners if you would like to take this test, try to understand yourself a little bit better and how you fit in this world. The test, it, just go to understandingmyself.com. Understand myself. Understandmyself.com. Who knows what you'll find if you type in understandingmyself.com? <laughs> <laughs> I might be a little too, little too meta. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just. I used to take a bunch of these when I was in high school, and I, in an effort to understand myself. Did you um, take Did you take the Myers Briggs? I'm sure I did. Uh, Do you remember I what you got? ISTJ. I don't even know what all the letters mean, but I think that's what I got. ISTJ. I got. Well, I, I don't. I don't know what exactly you're supposed to get out of these other than that. Like, I I guess as a way of describing myself, maybe with the information in here, I can do it better. But it's not like I see my intellect score and then think, oh, I should be a thought piece writer or something. I, I sort of see it and I say, oh, I guess that kind of makes sense. And now I can put it into words because I, you know, I, I did have trouble explaining. And this is, you can tell, but this is by far, by far the most interesting aspect of this test to me is the intellect part. Mm-hmm. But I do have this weird fascination with really abstract ideas and, um, and as well as the complexity behind them. But again, I, I don't think this is going to change the way I act about it i mean i I, potentially it could but um i don't know uh so i i wanted to compare this a little bit to the myers-briggs because i remember i took the myers-briggs test twice Mm -hmm. because i wanted to see like make sure it was the same thing and i got the same result each time so i got the campaigner um which the reason I took it twice is because of this sentence. Um, charming, independent, energetic, and compassionate. The 7% of the population that they comprise can certainly be felt in any crowd. So 7% of people get this. Mm-hmm. Which, that's why I wanted to take it twice. And I wanted to compare it to the, the test we just took. And I kind of get it. Um, the other people who have... Like, you know how it has the celebrities are mm-hmm. at the bottom? Oh, yeah. yeah. The people that I kind of identify, where I'm like, I can kind of see that. Like, Robin Williams. Um, who, who was another one? Crap. Robin Williams. Michael Scott. <laughs> Michael Scott is also nice. in that list. Which, that I really... Yeah. People have told me. Like... You remind me of Michael Scott. <laughs> and and Willy Wonka. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's interesting. It's, I can, you can pull little pieces out that where you can make it, make it make sense in your head. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Any, any other statements, buddy? Yeah. I just, I'm very, I think it's interesting and I, I would actually, I would recommend this test for anyone who's got, you know, $10 to throw around and mm. you're really bored in quarantine. But, yeah, I just, I don't know how I feel about using this as a predictor of things you should be doing. I, I don't, no, and, no, no, don't use it as that, like that. No, but I question. I don't know what the people who made the test want you to get out of this, I guess, is what my... They, they want you to have a better idea of who you are. Like, if you're struggling with the question, like, what kind of person am I? Like, I think I'm this, but is this how I'm perceived? Mm -hmm. Like, it's... If you want really want to try to get at least a glimpse of who you are out, like outside of your own head, mm -hmm. this is kind of a way, like all right, this is how people kind of see you other than how you see you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's, uh, and that's, but don't, don't take it as like a hundred percent as that. That's how I, sure. I, I'm seeing, it. I'm seeing it as like, maybe it's, it's more accurate than I thought. I'd give it maybe out of, if I was going to give it a, a percentage, um, Probably floating around, I don't know, 75 to 85 percent accuracy. Well, there's something interesting about this test. Um, like, a lot of these, um, whereas the Myers-Briggs is just, like, four four main ones. It's introversion, uh, perception of things, um, basically how, a procedure, how you do things, and uh, how you think about things, I guess. Yeah. That's my... After looking at the Wikipedia page for five seconds and trying to summarize <laughs> it. Um, this one picks really odd um, traits to rate. Like, you know, because there's no other test that I can think of off the top of my mind that does politeness or compassion sort of is covered. But a lot of these are really, really specific aspects, which, which I think is helpful Especially when you compare it to the Myers Briggs, and it's like one of one of the um, one of the um, the one of the sections is how do you prefer to live your outer life, which encompasses, I'm sure, a lot of weird, complex things. And I think this is more helpful in that it gives you a small subset of things to focus on. Rather than saying, how do you think about life? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's it better than most. I will, I will give this test. I've taken a lot of these types of tests. This is the first one I paid for. This one test is better than most. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, just to close it out, um, if you guys are listening, like let, it, like, let us know if you agree with what we got, if you think it's right, if you think it's wrong. And, you know, take the test for yourself. See how it is. Share your results with us. Let us know if you feel comfortable. You don't have to. 
Yeah. That's our personalities, Ooh. and that's how it's going to be. That's how we're going to be forever. Forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for listening to the J&J Connection podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. We're available wherever you get your podcast from. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Instagram at J&J Connection Podcast, Twitter at JJ Connection P01, Facebook at JJ Connection Podcast, and email us at jnjconnection95 at gmail.com. After all that's happened this year, I really need someone to say psych.